Okay, Bob Nutting, name your price. Name your price. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. And speaking of the Penguins, you might have heard that they're going to be sold. Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle have reached a financial agreement, at least on the major component, meaning the overall price. I reported exclusively for our website, DK Pittsburgh Sports, this morning that it'll be $900 million. And that'll be to the Fenway Sports Group, the owner's of the Red Sox and Liverpool FC and other entities related to sports, including NASCAR and stadiums and minor league baseball and a bunch of stuff. $900 million. $900 million. Sports franchises have gone wild with value. They really have. The Penguins are... 20 years and change removed from bankruptcy, from Lemieux being owed $32 million in deferred payments as a player and turning that into equity in the franchise, and Burkle coming along and investing $22 million of actual cash, and that gave them a dominant majority stake in the franchise. So these guys just made a lot of money, a lot of money. I mean, I don't know the exact figure because you'd have to know the exact stakes and all that other stuff, but those two figures I just gave you versus $900 million? Oh, wow. And wouldn't you know that in Pittsburgh, the top trending word on Twitter, as of late yesterday afternoon, wasn't Mario or Penguins or Burkle or Sale or Fenway. It was Pirates. Because you live in Pittsburgh, and this is the way people think. Why, oh why, couldn't this group have come and bought the Pirates? Why can't someone come and buy the Pirates and save them from Bob Nutting all over social media. And the most predictable thing ever, ever. Take that from somebody who, oh, about 15 years ago, broke the story for the top of the Post Gazette's front page that Lemieux and Burkle had met with Nutting in an office in secret, not even known to Frank Coonley, his team president, Nutting's team president at the time, and offered him $300 million for the Pirates. Actually physically pushed a check across the table. And he said no. He did meet with them, though, which got everybody all excited. But he said no. Turns out that was a really, really smart move. Because franchise values across sports 
have just exploded. Values are funny things in in life. Home values, building values, real estate, whatever it is. Uh, collectibles, whether it's jewelry or comic books or whatever, they're so subjective because all it takes is one person to pay a million dollars for a Hannes Wagner card. And you know what? That's what it's worth because that's what that individual just paid for it. So when, for example, the Kansas City Royals sold recently for $1.2 million, and the Royals are in an old stadium in a smaller market that, aside from the, the one blip on the radar of a World Series that they won, not that the Pirates wouldn't trade places with that, they're hardly some marquee brand, you know? In sports, and yet David Glass, the owner, got 1.2 billion with a B, 1.2 billion for the Royals. So, Bob, <laughs> what's the price? Listen, I know you're not. I know you're not selling the team. Okay, I'm informed of this on a regular basis. I'm aware of your stated intention to keep the team within the family, to pass it on to your daughters in some form. But I'm also aware, and intimately so, since I've been communicating with the Penguins Brass on sale stuff for a while now, that they weren't for sale either. They were listening. They weren't slamming the phone down on anybody. But they weren't for sale. They didn't have a sign-up. They didn't have uh, any kind of uh, even uh, internal or industry internal message out that they were available. What happened was the Fenway group just came to the Penguins and said, listen, we want to add what we consider to be an iconic hockey and an iconic basketball team. Don't ask me about the basketball. I have no idea who they're after and don't really care. But they came to the Penguins. So it's hard to believe that there isn't a price. It's hard to believe that there isn't a dollar figure that would knock over nutting the way the Penguins were. And based on the conversations I had yesterday, this is legit. uh, Impressed with the dollar figure that they were offered. The Various publications that do franchise rankings had the Penguins at around seven hundred million. I saw six fifty. I saw as high as seven fifty. I didn't see a nine hundred. Not until I was told that was the price last night. Nine hundred. No one thought the Royals were worth what they were until they were, because somebody came along and said, "I want a sports franchise. I've got a ton of money, and I want this." And in a country where, you know, without getting into anything uh, too cultural or political or whatever, we are in a scenario where our rich are getting richer. That's not an opinion on my part. That's supported by fact, by data. So we've got a lot of potential suitors out there, and all it takes is one of them you would think, to come to Pittsburgh 
and say, hey, Bob, I'm going to offer you, I don't know, what would do it? 1.5? Does that seem reasonable? 1.5 billion? Pittsburgh's a better situation than Kansas City. Has to be considered that. Gorgeous ballpark, uh, tremendous lease terms. The only thing that the Pirates lack that the Royals have, if you've ever been uh, to the Kansas City sports complex that the Royals and Chiefs have shared forever, is that they've got infinity parking. Like, you can't go to a Royals or Chiefs game without parking there. So every single person who comes pays on top of their ticket the parking. The Pirates at PNC Park, for anybody who doesn't know this, collect $0.00 annually in parking. Did you know that? All those lots outside the stadium, none of them are theirs. The only parking the Pirates control is in the garage that you don't even know exists at PNC Park. That's where the players, coaches, managers, and so forth go. No parking revenue. So that's a difference of as much as 15 to $20 million a year that the Pirates don't collect that the Royals do. Does that make the Royals more valuable? I don't know. I mean, Kauffman Stadium recently got fixed up, but it's still not PNC. You know? Is Kansas City as good a sports town as Pittsburgh? I mean, you could get an argument from the Kansas City people. They're certainly pretty good at supporting the two teams that they have. they got two. Pittsburgh has three. I don't know. I'm going to go with 1.5. I'll bet 1.5 would do it. Bob gets to be, oh, my goodness. He'd actually finally be the billionaire that everybody thinks he already is. He isn't. Unless you count this as an asset, and that'd be a weird way of designating someone a billionaire. Nobody in finances actually does it that way. But he'd get all that, and he'd make so many people so happy. So happy. And I don't even know that there would be people who'd be wishing him ill or anything on the way out. It would just be so much happiness and so much hope and everything else that would go into it that he could finally maybe even turn around his image on the way out just by being on the way out. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that's brought to you always by good people over at the North Shore Tavern. That's right across Federal Street from PNC Park. If you've never been, this would be scored an error in the book. North Shore Tavern is the home to stake on a stone, and that's really as far as I need to go to sell you on finding your way there. Stake on a stone means they bring the stake on a stone. It's an 800-degree stone. Steak comes partially cooked, but you complete the cooking yourself. This way, you can't complain to anybody. If you butcher it, no pun intended, it's on you. But you won't. It's a tremendous experience. And it's also a great piece of meat that comes on the stone. Check out North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. 
RJ1Q comes from Ben, who asks, would you bring back Chris Archer on a one-year deal? Ben, no. End of show. Thanks for listening, everybody. No, seriously, man. Come on. Chris Archer, in addition to the 4.66 ERA and whatever, and he only made five starts for the Rays last year. Five. Five. He had a forearm issue, in parentheses, read, elbow, early on, and then got shelved at the end, 60-day DL, IL, in September with a recurring hip issue. Guy's damaged goods. He's got nothing left. He doesn't have the fastball he had in his first stint with the Rays. The Rays ripped off Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark blind, cost them, and rightly so, their jobs. And you'd want to bring him back. I'll tell you what, Ben. Here's what I have to offer that's constructive on this subject. Everyone needs to raise the bar a little bit, man. You know, these questions would not ever get asked somewhere else. I don't know, maybe Baltimore. But that's about it. How about everyone raises the bar a little bit? The Pirates fan base might be the most, I don't know if persecuted is the right word here, uh, what do you call it when you have that complex, that victim complex, where you've just been beaten down so much? There's actually a term for it. I don't think it's Stockholm Syndrome. That's sympathy for the captor. But it's something in that spirit. If any of you are listening to this in a place that's got a, a comment section, whether it's on our site or on YouTube or whatever, feel free to jump in with whatever the term is. I actually don't know it, obviously. But whatever it is, Pittsburgh's baseball fans are afflicted with it. Chris Archer shouldn't be crossing your mind, Ben. It shouldn't be crossing anybody's mind. Uh, This is no. What you need to be thinking about is is in a more forward-type direction here, a more applying-the-pressure-type direction here. You hear me say a lot on this show that the Pirates aren't the Rays because Pittsburgh isn't St. Petersburg, and you can't get away with what the Rays do in Pittsburgh, meaning trading Blake Snell right after the World Series. You can't do it. You can't do it here and expect that everyone's going to think it's okay. That's not going to change. That wouldn't change if the Pirates won a World Series with that technique. It just wouldn't. No one will accept it. So what do you do? You you know you you you've got to be a little bit more forceful, a little bit more vocal, and apply that pressure and make sure that that's known to Ben Charrington, to everybody in this front office, heck, to Bob Nutting himself. This it, it's not okay. It's not okay to look at the roster right now after two years of a honeymoon period for Charrington and Derek Shelton and everybody else, and say. Yeah, but woe is us. Uh, Let's have three good young pitchers in the rotation and then fill the rest out with damaged crap. Sorry, I mean, Arch is a really nice guy. I shouldn't use terminology like that. But you know what I'm saying here. I'm talking about it from a baseball standpoint. You can't, can't do that. You know, if you want to talk about a Tyler Anderson, I'm all ears. They did a good job evaluating Anderson beforehand. 
what kind of pitcher he is, what kind of person he is, and it worked in both components in Pittsburgh, and they were able to get something for him via trade at the deadline. That look look at that, but don't don't oh no, we're just the absolute worst. How about if we get this guy? Gotta get past that. I appreciate the question, Ben. I hope you take it in the right spirit. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow.